1: Hello, I'm Michael Barr, and I'm Scott Soshnick. Every week at this time, plus Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, we explore the big money issues in the world
2: of sports. This week, we speak to five-time IndyCar champion Scott Dixon. But first, let's look at the top stories of the week. Joining us is Bloomberg Business of Sports reporter Evan Novi Williams. Want to start with Mahomes, guys?
1: Yeah, well, it's either that or Evan's haircut. Let's let's do Mahomes. <laughs> 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 took a took a Twitter poll, Mr. Barr. Yes, I took a Twitter poll. Yes, no. What were you thinking,
2: or shave it all off? Oh, no, no. You did the poll. Did the poll? I liked the poll. I e- liked it. Eben, it was man bun. Eben is I taking
1: solace in the fact that almost half, because if I broke up the, the negative, it made it look better. Forty-six percent said yes, but that left fifty-four percent. pie. Fifty-four percent. I'm not going to say the, the, the specific breakdown, but the most it was what were you thinking?
2: <laughs> were no. <laughs> Just an
1: FYI.
2: <laughs> now that you've thrown shade on Evan. Well, speaking of uh, haircuts. Uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Hey, you know what? He is, I have him, by the way, in my fantasy No, no wonder man. you like him. Uh Yeah. He's—he's
1: he's, This guy has been off
2: the charts. But I'm going to want to see him later in the year, and everybody
1: is getting piggish on him right away. NFL teams are allowed six primetime games per season. Guess what? After the the recent flexing that's been done, guess how many you got Mr. Mahomes and the Chiefs? Six. Six! <laughs> we're there! Exactly. exactly. So, uh, they're on this Sunday, right? Sunday night?
3: Yeah, Sunday night against the Bengals.
1: Sunday uh, I mean, I understand why NBC takes them, but are you clamoring for Sunday night against
2: but the but Remember Andy Reid, coach of the of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's a big draw too. What? He is. Uh, well,
1: Hold on, hold on. I'm going I want to do. I want to do that better. Evan, you ready? Let's do it. Uh, let's do three, two, one, no. go, three. Oh.
2: What? What? Oh,
1: what do you mean, Andy Reid is a, who tunes it? No, no, no.
2: My who tuned, wife. Oh man. Then, then
1: your wife has a specific type as some girthiness. <laughs> you, I mean, but and you you're wearing a headset right now. I can see it. But dude. There isn't a football fan alive who tunes into a, f- a game to see Andy
2: Reid. Oh, unless they tune the- in the final 2 minutes to see him screw up the clock. A- oh, okay. They might see Thank that. you for that. I I, I can I can't argue that part. But I mean, even the Philly fans, they still want to see him. Evan, tell- help me. I- I-
3: right. Yeah, I'm not I'm not tuning <laughs> in for Andy Reid. I, oh, I think man. I I mean, I understand why this game gets flexed. The Bengals are in first place. Uh, but probably more importantly, Mahomes, you know, this is his first year as a starter. Who knows in five weeks if he's going to be as interesting as he is now. Get it while it's hot. Exactly. So he's got one more available slot. Why not get it now when everyone remembers the game he had last week? Uh, It makes sense to me for NBC.
2: Mahomes, super dude. That's all I'm going to say. Speaking of the NFL, I want to talk about the Chargers and uh, the owners are talking about the viability of the Chargers in Los Angeles. And
1: that should be an ellipse, dot, 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 already. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Uh, The projections that were given when this was being discussed let's just say how should we be kind were lofty
3: over over uh, over delivery yeah
1: well that's why i say it. we're lofty expectations the reality is versus the rams who are sharing the stadium own the stadium they're having trouble selling suites, the premium stuff that should not happen in
2: this new building and in a temporary stadium and, that really only has what about half of the seats in a regular well, ta- NFL stadium. Well,
1: we're talking about like, what they're selling the new stadium. They're, yeah, they're trying but, to sell out the, all one the premium they, stuff for the but new. But the one
2: they got right now, they in can't. Carson. yeah, that's a they, soccer stadium, it's an MLS stadium. But they're not even filling those seats.
1: Yeah. So let's just say the owners are taking notice. Like, did we screw this up? Is there another way? Is there another plan? Uh San Diego ship has sailed. They're not. They don't have a building there. What are the options now? What do you do with the Chargers? They made a lot of promises were made, they're getting their cash. Now what? It's not a good situation.
3: Yeah, it's compounded by the fact that, as you mentioned, the Chargers are going to be a tenant in the in the building. You know, yeah. they're not even yeah. going to be an, an owner in that. Um, but yeah, the revenue projections from ticket sales, for, according to uh, to ESPN, they were set at four hundred million. Now they may be revised down to one hundred and fifty million. That's a big drop. Almost big drop. Speaking of party. stadiums, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, you're the, you're the segment no, guy. You're,
1: no, you you no, no. you are the conductor right, of this that, train. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. When you're when you're not when you're not here, Evan and I get the Twitter and the email. Like, where's Bar? We want to listen to Bar.
2: Yeah. Right. Uh, NFL owners. Um, uh, we also mentioned. I want to add right quick. They said that they don't foresee the Seattle Seahawks moving. They're out not of going to Seattle. Anywhere. They're not They're going to go anywhere, anywhere with one. the death of Paul Allen. Yeah. Let's talk about the Angels right quick because the, the topic with that is uh what's happening here are they they're not it's one of the oldest stadiums they're not uh, would signing you have the known lease that? back Evan would you have known if somebody said to you name the five oldest stadiums in baseball I
3: you would give me a lot of guesses I don't think I'd have got around to Angel Stadium I would not have and, and the three that are older than Angel Stadium are the classic ones easy that you ones. don't see changing, yeah. Yeah, The easy right? ones, It's Wrigley, right. it's Fenway, it's Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that, that shocked me in reading on this, uh, the Angels, in addition to the Yankees, they're the only two teams that have sold over three million Over three million for the decade? For the past 16 years. Yeah. yeah. I would never have guessed that. Yeah. I would never have guessed
1: N- neither. that. So they got three million- the Dodgers spent some bucks to renovate Dodger Stadium. They're never going anywhere. There's the charm of Dodger Stadium, of Fenway and Wrigley. You you make with what you got. But now the Angels are going the other way. They're
2: saying, "Yeah, this doesn't have the reverence of those places. We need something new. Well, they moved there, what, in 1966?
1: Yeah, opened in 66. Yeah,
2: so that, I mean. You but... were only 34. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank thank you. Thank you. By goodness, we had to they caught the ball with bare hands back in those days. Milk cartons. Yeah. <laughs> Our thanks to Bloomberg Business of Sports Reporter Evan Novi Williams. Now, Scott and I are very excited about this interview, especially me. See, this is why I come to work every day. Because this they pay me for this. <laughs>
0: We I thought it was me. It, well, you okay.
2: Yeah, you. Okay. But uh, we, I, I can go home and get treated this no, way. No, <laughs> see. <laughs> Scott Dixon, who has won his fifth IndyCar championship, he is in studio with us. See, this is great. Thank you. Welcome thank, to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, congratulations. Your fifth title, that means now you outside of A.J. Foyt, you have the most titles. You're at number two.
4: Yeah, it, uh, I think what well, the, the stat was 51 years since uh, since anybody had won uh, a fifth a fifth championship. I like so. the way he was like,
1: I don't really know. Yeah, 51 <laughs> no, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he, they kept saying it. You know, now it's like in in, I in think embedded. It's been a long time since <laughs> I did this great thing. Yeah. You know. I should
4: have said 50 plus years, you know, not 51. Maybe it was 52. I don't know. But uh, it it yeah no, it feels fantastic. Um, you know, I think this year was, was really stressful. We started leading the championship early, you know, like in uh, Texas. So it was in June, and, and uh, it was starting to slip away towards the end. You know, we we, uh, we had a really healthy points lead, and, and uh, Alexander Rossi uh, was definitely closing down. So uh, we, we, we clawed on to that thing, man, and wouldn't let it go. So it was good. Now you came in second, but that's what you needed to win it. It's Sonoma. Yeah, we basically just had to finish ahead of you know uh, Rossi uh, in the 27 car, and he had an he had an incident in the first uh, right. first corner, first lap, um, and then uh, but charged through the field. So do you came- enjoy
1: that? Like you're, you know, going in, you
4: have a strategy. He had an incident
1: in the <laughs> yeah. first corner of the first lap. You're like,
4: ah. The pr- the problem is with our racing is that when that happens, that the, you know, you normally have a driver that has a crash in the first corner. You know, has to change a front wing, has a drive-through penalty. The list goes on, and then they come back and end up winning the race. So that that's the first thing that popped into my head. And I'm like, oh no, they're going to go off strategy. They're going to catch a, a lucky yellow, and it's going to flip the field, and, and away we go. But uh, yeah, it was actually it was a, an unnerving. easy day which yeah it was weird I don't know it was good it was great obviously uh, but at the the whole point you know when I was driving around I'm just like man the engine does that sound right or you know is the tire going flat yeah, or you know, you, God go I, yeah you, you know, start yeah. thinking something's gonna go wrong so uh, all in all it was a, a fantastic day for us good thing about it is that IndyCar the entire
2: series they're very bullish now about its future, can you yeah. talk more about
4: that? Yeah, they've uh, you know the IndyCar Series is uh, is doing a fantastic job. You know, I think with the unified aero kit and and you know uh, streamlining a lot of things. Uh, you know, the partners with you know Honda and Chevrolet and and uh, you know signing a new deal with with uh, NBC for for uh, TV next year. So you know everything's moving in the right direction, which is which is fantastic. And and uh, to be honest, man, it's it's the best racing in the world. You know, it's uh, so many different disciplines. You know, short track oval, super speedways like the Indianapolis Five Hundred. Uh, road courses, street courses and and uh, people man as soon as they tune in, they love it.
1: So how do you hook my son? He's nine years old. He's an American. Yeah. He's not into it now. You know, he knows the stick and ball. You yeah, know all about that, of course. How do you hook that young kid in the market that has more sports sponsorship than anywhere else in the world?
4: For me, uh, for me personally, it was when I first got to drive a go kart. Like, you know, it was I was at the age of Those seven. Putting it on me, it's my fault. Yes, it's your fault. <laughs> well, you, you, got got to get, get yeah. you have to get your wallet out. But the uh, the the thing that got me, I went and watched my my cousins race go karts at the age of seven, and at the end of the day, they kind of have a like a have a go period and uh, I jumped in this car and just the adrenaline and the rush and you know you're driving this this you know machine around uh, that goes you know very fast even at that age I think they do you know 50 60 miles an hour Um, you know but controlling something like that was was what clicked me but previous to that you know I'd done and gone to many races with my dad and you know uh, I think for a lot of people what you see on TV it doesn't really do it justice you know you don't the sounds the smells. That's what I say about
1: hockey you need to get people in the ring to experience just how bright it is the, the the force of the hits, the sound of the game, the smell. How fast really it them, is. How fast no, it is. It, You can't appreciate it on TV. I
4: totally agree, and I was the same with hockey until I went to to you know a game, and and uh, yeah, it's it, it is that, and the Indianapolis you know uh, five hundred, it's the same way, you know, it's still the largest single day sporting event in the world with almost four hundred thousand people in one spot, and you know cars going qualifying were over two hundred fifty miles an hour, and you can't you don't you don't feel that on TV. I my, I, did I tell you how I taught my son who was at a, my oldest son.
0: And, yeah,
2: you took the Prius out and did what? what yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I said, watch this. Uh... <laughs> and when I, because I, I, I mean, I was into racing when I was like, yay, big, and I would watch on TV yeah. the races. So when he became of like three or four years old, and we I'm trying to teach him how to count. Yeah, I said, all right, we're gonna watch his NASCAR race. Yeah, yeah, I said, and when, this was a moment when I, I literally had tears in my eyes, I said, what number is that? And he said. 43 and he's talking about richard petty's yeah, number i'm yeah. like and that's there how we go. he got to get music it. for this like oh, <laughs> some sort of like Man. retrospective happy bar music look well, at him well the, 40, a, the 43 car the, the king that's, king. that's right, how yeah. it started yeah and, and as and he is still in detroit i'm a native detroiter he's still in detroit so when you guys race in the detroit yeah, Grand Prix yeah. at Belle isle i raced at bell isle but that's Did another, you really Yeah, well the police uh, told me some that you shouldn't really <laughs> do that. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I at Bell Isle, I mean that that was just an old stomping ground. But yeah. you guys, it's a unique race at Belle Isle. Yeah. If you can tell the people about that cuz it's a 2-day event.
4: Yeah, it is, uh, what do they call it, the duel in Detroit. Yeah. So it's a full-length race, both Saturday and Sunday, which, one, is grueling for the drivers, but it's crazy for the teams, you know, to, to prepare these cars after you do a full-length race. They've got to be rebuilt, you know, uh, you know, plenty of things changed out on them and, and the preparation, long hours. But, uh, yeah, I love love Detroit. Uh, Motor City racing there is is fantastic, and, and you get, uh, you know, the bang for your buck there, man. You get two races on one weekend. It's the only doubleheader that we do throughout the whole season. Uh, and the hard part, too, is it comes right on the backside of... Of the Indianapolis 500 right. our biggest race where uh you know we've we've been there for almost three weeks too so it's um it's a it's a great uh format and and definitely a fun weekend that's
2: what my son is saying is that one reason why indycar racing is really taking off in popularity once again mm-hmm. is because the drivers get out there and they meet the fans i yeah. mean he loves it going out there he, he met you he, yep. he met so many other people out there
4: and and the fans enjoy that it is very open. There's a lot of access, and, and you know, I think, uh, you know, a lot of sports you don't really get to meet the players or, you know, every weekend, you know, the, the IndyCar series has, you know, autograph sessions where, you know, everybody can meet, and then, you know, the, the drivers are just walking around the paddock. Do you really too.
1: enjoy it, or is it just part of the business?
4: Uh, it depends, you know... It, no, it's it's a huge, a hugely important part of what we do. You know, without fans, without sponsors, you got nothing, right? And and I get to do something that I love uh, immensely. It's something that you know I've always dreamt of doing. And, and without those, you know, those factors, it's just not possible. But, um, you know, there's times where on race day, you know, right before the race, and you got to do something like that, it can be tough, right? Because you're you're so focused on what's ahead, um, it, it sometimes is not the easiest to interact. But uh, no, you know, it's it's a huge part of our sport, and we're very lucky. To have so many great fans.
1: What do your sponsors ask of you these days? Do they want more return on their investment?
4: Yeah, of course. You know, uh, I think when I first got into the business, it was it was definitely not as many appearance days. Um, it was you know more of small dinners and you know with uh, maybe the the top tier of the company. Whereas now it's 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 they activate a lot. You know whether it's social media, whether it's you know many dinners throughout the season, or, you know whether it's big corporate events, um, and that's you know for with PNC Bank and and. NTV data you know there's a lot of activation you have to do that now you know you, you can't just do the minimal uh, situation and and uh, you know even dating back to when we had target for 27 years at the team uh, they did a very good job of, of making sure that that they got the most out of it See,
1: even me and I'm a neophyte for some reason I don't know why but I know and it's not because I looked it up yeah. but for some reason I have an association the, the target with Chip Ganassi yeah like somebody did a good job along the way for me to know that Chip Ganassi and Target were married. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what it was. I don't know what it was, but somebody did a good job. And where is the sponsors of tomorrow? I always think the technology companies should be involved. Is there a push to get tech involved in racing?
4: there is that you know we we are in the business of technology right they're always pushing the forefront whether it's safety or uh you know electronics um you know the tires you know so you have the the general brands right you know for us we're a honda team we drive on firestone tires um you know the technology uh you know of partners you know whether it's microsoft or anything like that that help you know the platforms that we use um yeah i don't know the the the, the, there's a wide range of uh, you know sponsors that we have right now. Um, you know that go from you know PNC Bank to you know Verizon Wireless. Um, you know,
1: at, the, at least I'm a customer of one of them. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Hopefully and it's PNC my phone Bank. Usually, I'm sorry, it's not. It's the Verizon Wireless. Are you going to switch to PNC Bank? <laughs> so, thank <laughs> you. Okay, yeah, yeah, I just yeah, moved yeah. to New Jersey. I do. You know, there's not enough Chase Banks in New Jersey right now. <laughs> yeah. Chase, but I, maybe I need a little PNC in my life.
2: I've got PNC. So with this team, you are all covered. Maybe. See. you didn't yeah. tell the world who we're talking to, Bob? Yes, I am. Scott Dixon. And yeah. we need to add this. And this is something I wanted to... You won the Indianapolis 500 in 2008. Yeah. And you won it from the polls.
4: Yeah. Yeah, one of... Uh, I don't know how many people have done that. It's a small group, I think. Yeah. But, uh, there he goes again. You know, I don't a know. Yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah, how yeah, many, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I know yeah, it yeah, hasn't yeah. been that many. Well, no, you, you threw a stat out, but uh, I, I gave you an a non-answer there (laughs) (laughs) but you it was was gonna sound good i'll say it was so all right (laughs) let me ask the neil
1: question why is it hard to win from the pole
4: um well in reality it shouldn't be it should should be the easiest place to win from but no i think uh you know stats wise you know over what a hundred plus years it, it it uh it doesn't normally work out that way i don't know why um you know you you've I think there's, you know, like the ninth starting position or the fifteenth has has a of probability or something. You know, it's just. What's your preference and why? Uh, the pole goes. Oh, so ch- like okay, yeah, you we got go. a lead from there, man. So yeah, it's uh, definitely makes it easier, but but it's such a long race, right? Like it's a three and a half, four hour race, five hundred miles. Um, so many things can happen. You know, whether it's mechanical or you know, last year I had a you know massive crash that uh, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, it was that a big was, one. So wow. lucky f- to walk away from that one.
1: Yeah. Do you follow what's going on in other? kinds of racing like chase carry takes over f1 and it's really going to be sort of a media centric product it's this is means everything and i'm holding up my cell phone you know this is the way people are following everything these days yeah. how does Indy use the mobile to not only attract new fans but to captivate the ones they already have what's coming
4: yeah, and I don't know if there is straight up answers for that. Uh-oh. I think, uh oh, need answers. So that
1: that's when you need answers. not yeah. You. I mean. No, no, no. But I'm saying I'm
4: saying in sports in general, I don't think yeah. anybody has the the fix for it. You know, Formula One by all means doesn't, uh, and Liberty doesn't either. You know, they're they're throwing a lot of things. You can see right now they're throwing a lot of things out there to see. You know, not what really sticks. I'm sure there's a you know a big strategy behind it. But uh, yeah, you know, you've got all the platforms of you know Instagram, Twitter, um, you know the the Verizon IndyCar mobile app that uh, you can get all the information you can watch the races on there you can watch you know different in cars so that they, they are doing uh, similar things on 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 those levels which I think uh, is the general answer right now um, but you know I'm, I'm definitely sure there's there's you know many more down the road Let me know yes
1: or no you know what I'd like to see what's that I'd like to see a mirror of the dashboard yeah if I, if I chose on my uh-huh on my iPad okay and I'd like to have some body sensors yeah. on the drivers. So what's the have heart rate? What's the body the- temperature? Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- oh, tell me a little bit all the yeah. biomechanics. I think that's stuff fans think is really cool. And the one who adapts and really embraces it first going to have a huge advantage.
4: So there has been some of that. Um, and I don't know why it hasn't stuck. I don't know whether people haven't really... Um, you know, really caught on to that, or or if it's something that they they've done. But yeah, IndyCar has done that. Um, hmm. Not not for for the whole grid, but you know, two or three drivers. Um, I know, even dating back probably three four years ago, that that, that was uh, was definitely a thing. And and it's you know, with the current technology, it's definitely something that's uh, the, the the seeing the dash thing is. Kind of a little bit more difficult. Um, IndyCar and, and NBC introduced this year the, the helmet cam that, that, right. that sits right. right there. So you actually do get the view of the driver, which is really cool. Um, and I think they need to do it for the whole field. You know, right now it's only three or four drivers. Yeah.
2: One thing that about the safety of the car, and F1 has this. and We were talking about this earlier. They have the halo now yeah. on yeah. the car. Are you guys thinking about the,
4: the Halo uh, in IndyCars? So the Halo for us wasn't an easy fix, uh, and, and- – And the simple answer is because we race on ovals, very high banked, you know, you kind of look through the corner up and around and the halo would be right in your view. So the, the fix, uh, for IndyCar, which they started testing, I was the first, uh, first person to run it at the start of uh, this year, preseason testing at Phoenix, which is called the arrow screen. And, uh, it's a, in partnership with PPG, um, you know, they've, basically used, you know, something they, they uh, built for, you know, fighter pli- fighter pilots, F-16, you know, it was, it was one of the canopies for that. And that's, they're using that material. So uh, right now they, they, uh, they tested it at Indianapolis right before the 500. Uh, it will go into more off-season testing on road courses to, to try and uh, make sure that, you know, the, the safety side and the way it's, you know, uh, fixed to the car, um, yeah, there's a lot of things I need to get through yet, but I I, I see it uh, in the very near future.
2: Now, I should explain what the Halo is for people not familiar with racing. Uh-huh. It's kind of like a roll bar. Now, yes, the cars had roll bars before. Mm-hmm. They were behind the driver. But this is in front of the driver, and it's kind of like a horseshoe. And it starts from like where the windscreen would be, yeah. and it rolls all the way back. Now, what that does is that that protects the driver not only obviously from a rollover, but if there's debris coming toward the car, it could catch that debris.
4: Yeah, absolutely, and that's, you know, what we've seen, you know, I think Massa when, uh, you know, it was probably one of the bigger things in Formula 1 when he had that piece of uh, spring yeah. that hit him in the head. Um, you know, luckily he was okay he Went, you know, he had to go through, uh, you know, a bunch of rehab and stuff, but, but um, you know, those that's the problem that a lot of, people see with the Halo is that it still has those very big open areas, whereas with, you know, the IndyCar version of the Aero screen, it, it is a whole uh, screen that protects any of those small things coming through. But, you know, with that addition too, there's there's other fixes that need to be applied.
2: talking with Scott Dixon. He's the five-time IndyCar champ. F1 compared to IndyCar racing. In fact, someone said, what was it, uh, in Autosport magazine, they voted you one of the 50 best drivers never to drive an F1 car. And I started thinking,
1: "Time out, you may not, but I did my research too, Barto. You did
2: try it." Yeah, that's what I was going to get at. It's like, well, wait a minute. Well, I you just get there try. faster than you. <laughs> you just get, <laughs> faster. Certainly you guy like this get respect there faster. The well, you always get there faster I know the man has I'm time. I'm on the pole, just, and you're you doing know, your thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what talk about the difference though that you think between F one and F1. Uh
4: Well, you know, you know, the the IndyCar series when I first joined it was it was a global sport. You know, we did uh race in Europe, we race in Australasia, Japan, um, you know, and, and you know, obviously the the close ones, Canada and Mexico. So, you know, we we, we did travel the world, uh, now it's mostly just North American based. Um, you know, they do they do need to to start expanding, I think, into other countries again. Uh but I, I guess the, the simplest for me is the budgets you know i think for a, that's the best way to 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 depict it um you know you with a formula one team you know the the smallest budget is maybe 120 million dollars to there's a lot more races though right uh they do about 22 i think we do 17 so you know yeah there, there's a few few differences there um you know and they spend all the way up to 350 400 million dollars per per year for just two cars whereas an indycar budget you know can range from 20 to 40 million so it's uh they they have to make every piece on the car where ours are mostly production pieces Delara, you know make the chassis they make the suspension um you know honda supplies the engine gm supplies the engine you know manufacturers supply the gearboxes whereas you know formula one every piece on one of those cars is made by that company and it's replaced every year you know uh, whereas ours are are utilized updated occasionally and updated mostly for safety I'm talking with Scott Dixon. He's the five-time IndyCar
2: champ. And I know this question, you get it all the time. I know you're going to sit like, oh, that's the best <laughs> you can do. Gee, what is it like to drive a race car? <laughs> well, what is it like to drive a race car? Because yeah. I, I, I have to imagine, I mean, it's like it, it's a sensation thing that it's something that's born in you yeah. that not everybody can do.
4: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the unfortunate part, you know, that, well, I should start with the best part. The best part is when you start, when you first start at the age of seven, or then you move to the next category and you go through these junior categories. And the first 10 to 20 laps of getting to the bigger car are the most exciting time you're going to have. And then you kind of get used to it. So, you know, I've been in IndyCar now for, for 17, 18 uh, plus years. Uh, so you get used to the speed um, to a certain point. You know, we're still doing at Indianapolis, you know, over 250 miles an hour going into turn one and qualifying. And you know the, the the downside and the the hard part of that is when you lose control. Then you actually get a huge sense of reality of how fast you're going because the wall is going zero, and when you hit it, it really hurts. So yeah. it's um.
1: Have they done enough in safety? I've like I've always felt like if you invest enough, I know there's some of the collapsible walls or mm-hmm. netting or something. Is should there be a 100% safe or is it possible track? Is that possible, or would it just cost too much?
4: Um, I'm not sure it's possible. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to fix everything. Um, you know, I think that the next biggest thing for for racing in general is the catch fences. That's that's the one that's really causing a lot of injuries these days. Um, you know, the yeah. safer barrier has been huge. The the HANS device, the head and neck, uh, has been you know fantastic. Uh, the seats, the the what are the seats are made out of these days, the side intrusion has been uh, has been huge, but. The catch fence is is bad it's really bad it catches the car it's good you know for for everybody that's behind it um but you know it can act like a bit of a cheese grater uh because it's a carbon fiber or it's a fiber material opposed to steel it doesn't just slide along it you know it actually gets caught in it pretty heavily so that is the next biggest thing but you know the infrastructure is you, you know i don't know how many ovals at least you've got in america there's you know probably 50 plus that you know nascar and and indycar utilize um you know look at the indianapolis motor speedway you've got two and a half miles of catch fencing that you would have to try and figure out what to replace it with Uh, but that is the next biggest thing that they're gonna have to focus on bar
1: before we wrap yeah i I mean i want to talk about how a race car driver suffers just like us i wonder if more so trying to get out of New York City (laughs) on a Friday at 4 o'clock. Scott was telling us last time he was here, I don't know who the genius was who made your schedule, but they had you going through the Lincoln Tunnel or the GW Bridge Friday at 4 o'clock. What is that? I mean, it drives po- me crazy. Heading, yeah. Heading to the Poconos.
4: Heading to the Poconos. To the Poconos. Which t-
1: it took you what four hours?
4: Oh, I'm sure. I can't remember. I I, I fell asleep. I woke up. I was still in traffic. <laughs> and, <laughs> hey, and, uh, I fall asleep. too. <laughs> <No>, when <I'm driving. laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you're driving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Luckily, I had someone driving the car. But uh, yeah, it's it, that that is not a good thing. Not a good thing. And, and I was glad I was in the in the back seat. <laughs> I was not driving.
2: Scott Dixon, my goodness, what a treat. I, I am so happy you came in to talk with us. Congratulations again, five-time IndyCar champ. Uh, and I hope uh you have many more in the future and more Indy wins all along the way. Thank, Thank you, so you so much. much. Thank you so much. What was that thing you pleasure. said?
1: What was that thing you said the what from Detroit? The 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 race is the called jewel. The Jewel that yeah. could be your yeah. new nickname. The Jewel. The Jewel. You
2: could be the Jewel for the truck. I could drug. be the Jewel. <laughs> could, you could be that. Yeah, I, I'm sure my first wife would call me that, right? There. <laughs> Let, let's not kid ourselves. Carl. Your current wife would call you that either. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Dixon, <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you so, so much, guys. Takeaways. Man, We had an IndyCar champion. The man won the Indy 500. He was sitting in this studio with us. Holy smokes, man. It, so many things about racing that. People do not understand. Oh, yes. You turn right. You're on an oval. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. In the Indy 500, turn right for 200 laps at 200 plus miles an hour.
1: Is it turn right? Or is it turn, uh, turn left? left?
2: I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh. If you turn right, you're in the wall. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, you don't want to turn Yeah, right. you don't want to do that. Turn left. Turn left. <laughs> turn left. Don't turn right. Turn left. <laughs> turn right on a road course. Turn left. But uh, I, I am impressed. I mean, that, that he is uh, he is the cutting edge of what these guys do, all seriousness. Um, it's a dangerous sport. We don't realize what they go through until you see something catastrophic like what happened earlier at Pocono. And um, God bless, uh, I salute him 10,000%.
1: When he said he was going down the first rate of 225, I was like, ooh,
2: that's – That's
1: fast. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, that's fast. All right, Medina, let's see if Barr can adapt to this. You know, Barr, I've been watching a lot of Congress recently. Okay. So I know it's my turn for takeaway, but what I'm going to do because it's motorsports, I'm going to yield my time to you. More time for you, more takeaway.
2: Oh, I get more takeaway? More takeaway time. Okay, well then here it is. I get more takeaway time. So let me add on top of that about how sponsorships – uh, we'll continue on in IndyCar racing. The future of IndyCar racing is looking bright, and I love it how the fans and the drivers can meet together and talk. It's just simply, it's, it's not like, you know, well, I'll come down, you know, you know how it used to be where you it was very inaccessible to drivers. The drivers are very accessible to the fans, and that's why I honestly believe this type of racing, as it goes along, will become more popular.
1: Well, i got to say, certainly he has got seems to have the personality that's very fan-friendly. He seems to get it. few more athletes like that across sport, and uh, you can get some fans for life.
0: Can I add very handsome?
1: Sure you can. Yeah. Add very, just, just throwing it out there. Okay. It uh, wasn't one of my takeaways, but far. <laughs> he's a good-looking guy. Okay. We can say that. Yeah. Nice sure. man. Yeah. Nice man.
2: My goal is to be the number one pick. That's something I've been dreaming of since i was a kid. It feels better to be number one than number five. I wear the number because of Mike. My...
4: We have a chance to go for three in a row. Good numbers at a good time. When I first started wearing that number, I was just happy and
2: proud. Bloomberg Business & Sports, the number of the week. All right, time now for the number of the week. Now, here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I. Uh, this is very simple. Uh, this is...
1: Every time you say it, this is no, simple, this, I don't this, get it. this really is
2: this, this is. this is really a math question. Great. All right. Okay. Now, at Pocono. Yeah. All right. Let's say it's a 500. 500- I know one thing
1: about the Poconos. Pocono, what? Poconos. Beautiful what? Mount Airy Lodge. Yes, it is. Heart-shaped tubs
2: bar. That's right. All right. Just it. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> at Pocono. Yes. All right. Let's say it's a 500-mile race. Uh-huh. All right. How many left-hand turns do they make at Pocono?
1: Can I whip out my no, the iPhone? No. Don't cheat. You're Why cheating. Not? You're I, cheating. I how many you, how
2: far is the race? You're cheating. It's a 500-mile race. Oh, all right. Left-hand turn. 125 for 500 miles.
1: Yeah. Four turns, no. Four turns per lap?
2: See, that's that's what I'm getting at. It's like you have to know the configuration of a track. It's a triangle. So take. Didn't
1: he start this with as an easy one? It, that's what I'm saying. It's mad. I'm so lost. And he I he like... wants me to know the geometry of the Pocono it's, racetrack. It's a two I'm the guy who knows nothing about motors. I yielded my I'm time so because I know
2: nothing. It's a two and a half mile racetrack, 500 laps. That means you're going for left-hand turns, mm-hmm. 600 left-hand turns.
1: So what? Which I this would I'd love to ask the drivers this then. Which arm would cramp first if they're driving? Is it their left, the inside arm, or the outside of the right? Which one, my hand, you squeeze it? Which one did they have more problems with?
2: I, I think I would think it would be the right.
1: I it could be. When I drive, I, I do a bad thing. I usually go one one arm, the left, and I lean the elbow on the like the window. But so I, my right hand is kind of reached out where the gear shift would be, and, and I invariably the right arm gets a cramp.
2: You so. We're doing the Howard Cunningham DeSoto move.
1: Th- that That's Seinfeld.
2: That's my move.
1: Oh, man, Howard C-
2: Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, you've been listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports. We're here each and every week at the same time, plus online for the podcast. You can download it on several platforms. You can catch that Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I'm Michael Barr on Twitter at Sport. Big Bar. I'm Scott Soschnick. You can follow me on Twitter at Soschnick. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio around the world and online and as a podcast on several platforms.